0: All blimey. Episode 8. Thank you for those people that have listened already. Um, Tell your friends, tell your family, tell people that aren't even your friends that the Imperial Rebel Orc podcast is, you know, it's pretty cool. On today's episode, I asked the very simple question why the imperial guard i also have another hobby spotlight and this time it's on a supplier called anvil industries pick up the brushes pick up the panes pick up the models and crank the music because it's time for the imperial Orc podcast men we are the first last an often only line of defense the Imperium has against what is out there. You and that fine piece of Imperial weaponry you hold in your hands is all that is keeping humanity alive. Most of you will probably not live to see your second year in the Guard. And most of you will probably never see your homeworlds again. But I can guarantee you that when you fall with a prayer to the most high and mighty God Emperor on your lips, you will have earned the right to call yourself a man. Now let's get one thing cleared up, people. It's the Imperial Guard. It's not astra militarum or any other bloody fluffy silly name that games workshop comes up with if you're like me and quite elderly i'm 41 (laughs) um, you know it as imperial guard if you're under 30 25 maybe then you know it as astra militarum i am of course talking about the human element um the human race faction whatever you want to call them in the 40k universe I saw quite a funny meme a few I think that's how you say it, meme a few there you go I'm old <laughs> a few years ago and it was a picture of um what's his name Clint Eastwood dressed up in like an Imperial Guard officer's uniform and he and the meme and the meme said Astro what? You're in the guard, son. That was my impression of uh, Clint Eastwood. So why do I choose Imperial Guard? Well, look, something you should know about me is that I'm a fan of the underdog. I like uh, the the story of the Alamo, as you know. I've been banging on about it a few times. I also like things like Rourke's Drift, so Last Stand, David and Goliath, however you want to label it. But when you know when there's when there's someone who has to fight tooth and nail to stand up for themselves or to fight for the the, the greater good um, or whatever it is, you know, but that the little man going against the big man, the little corporation, the little um, business going against the big corporation, you know, all those kind of fights really intrigue me when it's um, all the odds are stacked against them, but they don't give up. They fight on and on and on. So, of course... You know, in a, in our beloved hobby, in the, in the 40K universe anyway, you've got mankind, the humans, people just like me, you, your sisters, your dad, your granddad, just everyday people going up against countless Xenos, aliens, monsters, horrifying bloody machines, and God knows what else, nightmarish creatures, you know? And here we are just trying to be a beacon of light in a very grim, dark world and holding the line. Because if we don't, and when I say we, I'm talking the Imperial Guard because I consider myself one of the Imperial Guardsmen. If we don't, these Xeno beasts, orcs and tyranids and bloody, you know, every monster imaginable is going to take over. And we can't have that. Now, as we all know, in the future, there is only war. <laughs> so very optimistic. So gone of the days of peace and talking and and politics and rah, rah, rah. It's all about war. And for me, the, the human element is the underdog, clearly. I mean, you've got – you put one – Minuscule, puny little human against a, an orc, and yeah, he's pretty much screwed unless he's got balls of steel and is very, very good with a uh, combat dagger. But I bloody love that. I think if, uh, you know, like I said, being the underdog, so if you manage to win, if you're up against, uh, say, okay, let's bring it down to the bare minimum. Just one, like I said, one Imperial Guardsman against, say, 10 Orcs, right? No chance. Absolutely no chance. But if he does win, if he does somehow survive and is victorious, wow, what a hero, what a victory. It's like, I'm not particularly into soccer, to be honest, but you know when, like, they will be playing a game... You've got two leading teams, international teams, right? It's the World Cup, and it's the grand final, and um, it's nil all, right? Nil all, all through the game. There's five minutes left, and let's say Germany kick the winning goal. It's one nil. And the crowd erupts, and they become legends. And that's exactly how I feel about the Imperial Guard. Now, let's take it back. Where did my love for the Imperial Guard come from? Well, like many of you probably, it came from being a little boy playing with soldiers on the rug. Uh, my dad, uh, when I was very young in England at the time, I, I clearly remember having like shopping bags full of little green men and little grey men, plastic, you know. And I remember my dad saying to me one day, right, son, here's the rug in the lounge room. Now lift it up, move it around, sh- you know, shove it here, shove it there, and create mountains. And then play with your soldiers on that. And wow, I was in heaven. And that's and that's what I did for the next whatever, probably too long, probably until I was maybe 13 or 14. So when it first came to seeing, you know, Games Workshop miniatures, obviously I was drawn to the little Cadians, the little green men. Uh, the, yeah, I just fell in love with them, hook, line and sinker. Uh, I think I might mention on a previous episode that the first ones I ever bought were the Metal uh, Jungle K- K- katachan Fighters. And yeah, I've still got some of those, they're awesome, but then, you know, I quickly discovered the Cadians with with helmets and, and armour and all that kind of thing, and I just was like, wow, yeah, they're just a future version of the English and American and Australian army men I had when I was a kid. I slowly started to build up an Imperial Guard Cadian uh, force I call the Mighty 77th. You can find them on my WordPress, Imperial Rebel Orc Blog WordPress thing. Uh, I don't think... Oh, there might be some pictures on Instagram too from the early days, a couple of years ago. So you can scroll through and have a look at those if you want. I actually want to not repaint them, but maybe just touch them up. Because when when I painted them four or five years ago, uh, yeah, oh, well, you know, my painting skills still are not amazing, but they're better than they were four or five years ago. So just, you know, some little touch-ups here and there. I wouldn't mind doing some highlighting, that kind of thing. As I'm not really a gamer, I'm not building the army to fit any kind of point. It's not a 1500, it's not 500, it's not 5000. It, I'm making it to look good, feel good, and uh, I've added tanks, I've added artillery, I've got a couple of sentinels. I still need to build. Um, yeah, but the mighty seventy seventh is slowly growing, and it looks cool. Uh, I've gone before pretty traditional colour scheme with the with the with the green. Um, I've gone darker for, like, the fatigues, though. It's not the, um, what is it, talan? Is it talan? I've gone gone a darker green with some bits of camo and stuff like that on there as well. I've got some conscripts, which are uh, katachins. I've just painted them very basic in shades of green. They're my conscripts. I've got some veterans as well, which I... Uh, conv- or kit bashed and did some conversion work as well you know they've got berets there's a character in there who's, who's called Big John he's very much based on um, <laughs> uh, what's his name John Wayne it's one of those armies that I know I'm just going to keep adding to and uh, bit by bit. I'm not, uh, I haven't added to it for a while, but yeah, it's, it, you know, you can probably relate. It's never finished. It's, there's always more to add and I'm sure Games Workshop will bring out more bits and bobs down the track and I'll go, oh yeah, I could add that and I could add that. Um, regretfully, I actually, before I got back into the hobby, I sold some, you know, m- remember the metal, I think they're called skin. They're like elite um, Cadian troopers covered in armor with a really cool, um, what do you call it? Camo pattern. Yeah. I actually had a whole squad of those and stupid me sold them. So I sold them about a year or two before I got back into the hobby. And I, (laughs) I sold them for about 50 bucks, which might sound like a lot to someone who doesn't understand what Caskins are, But now they're going for like 80, 90 plus, you know, over $100. I've seen them on eBay. So, yeah, that was a bit of a regret regret of mine. (laughs) Now, as my interest in Imperial Guard has grown, I've explored other armies within, you know, the Imperial Guard realm. And uh, so I've started a a Talan, a, a, you know, Desert Raider Talan army. It's only going to be a small sort of raiding. Elite kind of army. Um, I've also started uh, a Vostroyan, very small Vostroyan army too. The as I've mentioned in previous episodes, I've bought the the re release of the Valhalla Ice Warriors. So um, keen to do an, another small army of those guys as well. But the one I'm most proud of, I have to say, is yeah, my Praetorian Guard army. Very much inspired by a gentleman called Alex, who has his own website called um led Balloony. go check him out i'll be doing a, a proper spotlight on him eventually but yeah very much inspired by his t- um, praetorian guard the the dauntless i've called mine the stout hearted <laughs> and yeah as you may or may not know they're sort of based on the 24th foot from zulu from from R- drift so you've got that old school meets the new school and that, oh man, that really, I don't know, gets me tingling. The stout-hearted army that I've uh, slowly built up is is full of characters. Like there's this, yeah, I can't even list them all off by heart. There's so many characters. Like I think I might have mentioned one before. He was um, Ash, the, the little miniature Ash from the Evil Dead series. But I painted him to look like Praetorian Guard. I've also got, what's his name? Lord Flashheart. Uh, he was—I can't remember who he was released by now—but it was only a short run. I've got a figurine of him, and I've painted him very much to look like Rick Mail from the Adder series, uh, you know, um, Black Adder Goes Fourth series. Uh, yeah, he—he he very much looks like Rick Mail, looks like Lord Flashheart. Uh, but uh, you know, I've given him a red tunic, and he's got the blue pants with the red stripe. But he's got a, a sort of a shiny um, brown leather jacket over long leather jacket over the top of that. And he's very cool. He flies my Valkyrie, which I've painted um, white with blue and red, so very sort of uh, Union Jack sort of colour scheme throughout, which is more traditional, I suppose. Um, And I've called that Valkyrie Zulu (laughs) 1, which I'm I'm very proud of because it combines two of my favourite movies, which is Zulu, and also the Star Wars movie Rogue One. As I've enjoyed... You know, putting together the Praetorian Guard Army so much. I've also started. Oh, I've started about two years ago now. Started a my own um, Imperial Guard Army, which which again combines that old school with the new school, and I've called them the the Banneroff, the Seven Hundred and First Royal Banneroff Guard, I should say, and they're yeah uh, more of a green scheme they've got the tricorn hats and they're yeah quite flamboyant and yeah they just ooze coolness in my opinion another imperial guard army i was going to do is the death Corps of Krieg. now for those of you not familiar with that uh particular army they're very sort of world war one german-esque they're trench warfare sort of specialists Um, Yeah, they've got almost like the German sort of style hats, uh, slightly different. They've got the long uh, coats. uh, They've got gas masks. They look freaking awesome. They really do. And I was going to just do, you know, standard death corps um, of Krieg army. But then the more I looked at them, the more I thought, nah, I want them to be traitor guard. So that's what's gonna happen with those guys. They're not gonna be the good guys, they're gonna be the bad guys, but still be human. So that's kinda cool. So as you can no doubt tell, I love the Imperial Guard. (laughs) I reckon that's probably become blatantly obvious in this podcast. I'd love to hear what your favourite faction is, whether it's humans or whether it's orcs or whether it's uh, necrons, whatever. Um, Yeah, let me know on my um, email, which is Orc at gmail.com. You can also find me on Instagram under the same name, Orc. And you can find me on my blog, which is, you guessed it, Imperial Rebel Orc. It's the Imperial Rebel Orc Podcast! A few episodes ago, I was banging on about Games Workshop and how they are number one for me. They'll always be number one unless they suddenly decide to do barbie dolls or something but even then i'll probably buy them and convert them who knows uh but i do buy from other suppliers as well uh especially for bits as kit bashes and converters we're always looking for that unique sort of spin on things rather than just having the standard looking model we want a different head we want a different pose we want different weapons we want different backpacks we want different bases uh the list goes on so Despite the GW range being huge, uh, it's good to branch out, I find. As I love my human element to the 40k universe, the Imperial Guard, Um, predominantly I'm searching for, or I initially started searching for, uh, bits and bobs that would fit, um, you know, the hero scale produced by Games Workshop. So branching out, I uh, discovered along the way Anvil Industries, and that's who the hobby spotlight is on today. Anvil Industries are UK-based, I believe, and have been around for a number of years, uh, and have just grown, have just evolved and grown. Their, their bits catalog has just got bitter, <laughs> bitter and bitter, uh, better and better, um, and I, I'd say that's that's down to the quality of the product, and also the service that you get. I'd say the pricing is pretty good. I mean, you're buying little plastic bits, uh, resin bits. So, you know, others, this goes back to the whole costing of our hobby. I mean, others might go, what, you've paid, you know, $10 for five little heads. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, you know, if you want something different, I'm willing to pay for it for one. As I said, the range has really grown over the last few years, Um, but what's good is the website is really easy to navigate through. Like, I, you know, I'm not (laughs) the most technological person, but saying that, I've figured out how to make a podcast, goddammit. But I, yeah, like, you know, if it gets too complicated, if I have to click on this and double click that and swipe this and blah, 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 then nah, not interested, or if the website's clunky you know how you go on some and then it expands and you don't want it to expand and and i'm talking like predominantly i go through the phone looking at websites and stuff not really on the laptop much but you know like yeah what i'm saying is it's really really easy for a noob like me i'd say their range caters for the person like me who really wants to expand their imperial guard or the human element you know they also have their exo lords which is essentially Space marine kind of size and type. Um, I think recently I haven't seen it on the website before. I don't think, unless I haven't really looked. But they've also branched out into gaslands. You know the uh, Mad Max post-apoc type game that you play with Matchbox cars and all different types of cars. Yeah, they've got bits there now that uh, work with those that that scale of car. Uh, They've got like you know gun turrets and. And spikes and all engines and all sorts of bits and bobs that you can attach to cars which i think is really really cool and contemporary like they're keeping up to date with what's trending in our hobby in our hobby world for me though it's all about the humans uh having all those bits those lovely lovely bits available is just it's like a, i'm a kid in a candy store they've got so many different types of heads you've got berets what I like as well, they've got... So they'll have a beret head, a head with a beret. Um, like, you know, the type of hat is what I'm talking about. Um, in case <laughs> you didn't know what a beret is. Um, but they'll... So they have the, the plain head with a beret. Then they'll also have the head with a beret and a gas mask type thing. Or a, or a full face mask, like a shield mask type type thing as well. And I think that's cool. Because, you, you know, you might want to... Um, you might want to have a squad and you want every head to be different you don't want them to be all generic looking you know because i mean let's face it humans and living things are individuals so you know i'm not going to dress exactly the same if i'm in like some elite unit you know i might have a beard and my hat backwards no i'd have a beanie i'd have a beanie but the chap next to me might have like a an akubra style hats and with corks and a cigar out of hanging out of his mouth who knows so the fact that they offer so much variety is very, very cool, in my opinion, and exactly why I did my 701st Royal Banneroff Guard, Imperial Guard type uh, army, uh, the one I mentioned before with the tricorn hat, so the old school, because what Anvil Industries offer is, um, one, they've got the variety, but they've also uh, got this this thing called regiment builder. So you can basically go, right, I want to build this one army that's got a sort of a certain aesthetic and i need this 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 and what the website helps you do is achieve that so it says okay well this works with this and this body works with these legs and and you can match everything up and i think that's a really clever element of the website and the company the quality of the resin that anvil industries use is top notch it is different from i found it is different from the the plastic that um games workshop uses but as far as size and all that kind of thing it just blends perfectly there's no issue whatsoever yes you get a little bit of flash and a little bit of um you know the seams but that's all standard of course um but yeah it's not a problem i haven't had any issues i don't clean it like you know how some resin has got that that um that residue over it where nothing sticks to it (laughs) i'm sure you've learned that the hard way like i have you don't need to clean it. You don't need to do the old dishwashing uh, trick. Not at all. Uh, it's it, it's. I've found it to be top notch. No problem whatsoever. The hardest thing I find with Anvil Industries, in all honesty, is saying no. Is going right. I, I I'm here to purchase some some heads, right? But then I see these other heads as well, and I see these other torsos and these other weapon combinations, and I think oh, I could I could have those and just build more armies and different factions. <laughs> so, so, yeah, it's not really a negative, it, it's a positive for the company because they're taking my damn money. But I, uh, yeah, they are doing it exactly right in my opinion. They're, they're still releasing things. Um, obviously, you know, we're in a COVID-19 apocalypse type situation at the moment. So they have uh, slowed down operations, which is completely understandable. Um, but generally, yeah, their shipping's good, the, their costs are good, everything is good. Uh, I, I can't, I really can't fault them. So if you're sitting there thinking, yeah, I want to do an Imperial Guard Army, um, and yeah, I'm going to go buy the stuff from, from uh, Games Workshop, that's fine. Look, that's fine because the base model is really good. But if you want to have some commandos, you know, like a, a, a five-man squad, of commandos, then jump over to Anvil Industries, look at some of their weapons, look at some of the, um, the torsos, like you've got flak jackets and you've got body armor, like you've got sort of, um, you know, SWAT team looking dudes with infrared goggles on their helmets. And yeah, it's just, I mean, the list goes on. So don't just, my advice, don't just go the stock standard, try something different. Or if you want to do like a, um, if you're thinking of doing a narrative style game, and you want to go after some zombies or whatever uh you know build your own survivor unit so these you can have dudes with beards and and long shaggy hair um you can have you know um sas type torsos or <laughs> as i say the list goes on you can you can do whatever you want really so um yeah give give anvil, anvil industries a go guys you won't be disappointed you will. Listening to Imperial Rebel podcast. If you're enjoying the podcast and you'd like to email me, actually, even if you're not enjoying it, you know, you can give me bad feedback if you want to. That's okay. I'm a, I'm a big boy. I can take it. You can email me Orc at gmail. Com. You can also find me on Instagram under the same name. You can also find me on WordPress, my blog over there, under the same name as well. Lately, I've still been working on the Hellgate project. Uh, it's really picked up some momentum. Uh, people on Instagram and over on the blog, uh, you know, uh, people seem to like it, which is, which is kind of cool. Uh, I still don't <laughs> exactly know what it is or where it's heading, but I'm really, really enjoying putting it all together. I recently got my hands on a uh, a statue, an actual statue, not a, not a Games Workshop statue or anything like that, but an actual little statuette, I suppose you'd call it, because it's not, you know, the size of the statue of liberty or anything but it's um yeah it's a it's a decent old size i think it's about 20 centimeters so so huge compared to our little friends our little miniatures on the board on the table um but yeah the plan is for that it's just sort of painted gold at the moment like you know that tacky sort of gold that it just looks really cheap and nasty what i'm going to be doing with it is um yeah making it look Iron ironized is that the word you know like uh, old and decrepit. I was even thinking just last night actually I was even thinking of possibly making it into a base for for some sort of gang that resides in Hellgate. And what I do is have the statue on top of sort of a, a very small sort of cave, I suppose, and that's it. You know, so the base of the statue is actually the base inverted commas, base of the, um, the gang. So yeah, I'm excited about Hellgate. Uh, I have actually painted, completed, um, a casualty from the the Zulu warrior range for my Rorkstriff project and also a casualty, uh, from the other side, from the red coat side as well. And yeah, I'm quite pleased with how they turned out. Um, I, you know, doing the, the Zulu warrior, uh, I, that's sort of a, a, draft copy, I suppose, of, the other 200 and something Zulus I need to paint. Um, yeah, so it was a bit of a test piece and it actually went or turned out better than I expected. So you can find a picture of him on my Instagram. You can also find him on the the blog as well. So that's it for episode eight of Imperial Rebel Orc podcast. Thank you very much for listening. If you can do me a big favor and spread the word, like if you like it, spread the word. Tell your hobby buddies, tell your gaming buddies, tell your mum, um, tell that weird cousin that comes to you know the Christmas parties once a year that you see, and you sort of think he's a really really strange dude. Like, and he's got lots of weird food items in his beard. He's always got his hands in his pants. Like, he's just strange. But tell that guy because you know what this podcast is for everyone. So that's <laughs> that's me. You've been listening to Eero on Imperial Rebel Walk Podcast. We'll see you in episode 9 thanks guys you've been listening to the Imperial Orc. podcast.